When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zipline through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. It's the moment of the evening every K-State fan enjoys. Settle down and pour a whiskey, crack open a LaCroix. Please put your hands together and make a little noise for your favorite wildcatters, the handsome Bosco boys. Ooh, Bosco's boys. Come on, boys. Boom, the boys are back. Happy Valentine's Day out there to all of you. Um, yeah, if you have a loved one, uh, be sure to tell them today. You know, I know I know it's fun to hate on Valentine's Day. I, you know, I don't have a Valentine, so if anyone needs to slide in my DMs, they're open. But I, I don't know. I like the idea of there being a holiday to celebrate uh, someone you love. Uh, I know. I know the cynics out there say it's you know corporate and you know it's it was just built to sell cards and chocolate. But nah, I I like the day. I hope all of you uh, love birds out there are enjoying the day as well. Um, and thanks for tuning in. Uh, you know, not a, a, a ton to talk about. I took I took a bunch of small topics and rolled them together and. Uh, we'll have a show today. Um, I, I really like having a show on Wednesday. I know earlier in the year I did a Monday-Friday, but I, I really like keeping Monday-Wednesday at a minimum. I believe if all things go correctly, I will have a Bat-Cats preview with Brian Smaller, the voice of the voice of the Wildcats. I, I, you know, I know that's Wyatt Thompson. Wyatt Thompson does play-by-play for uh, men's basketball. And football, and, and hell, we're going to have to get Wyatt on soon. Uh, I love talking to Wyatt, but, you know, Brian does play-by-play for soccer, volleyball, women's basketball, baseball, and uh, he's getting ready to fly out to Arizona with the baseball team. Um, so, heck, I I, uh, I figured I'd get him on. Um, so we'll, we'll talk a little bit of K-State baseball, and that will be coming to you guys on Friday. So um have... I mean, a couple football topics. I'll, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about 
uh, men's and women's ba- uh, basketball. We'll end with a couple blurbs about K-State baseball, and then I'll let you guys get on with your Valentine's Day. Uh, but before we do, uh, let's talk about our sponsors, Manhattan Brewing Company, the best brewery in the state of Kansas. Everyone knows that they have the best beer. They know that the vibes are always immaculate inside uh, the brewery in the tap room. And, and heck, you know, it, it's a men's and women's doubleheader in Bramlage. So after the men's game, head over to Manhattan Brewing Company for a couple pints before you get back for that women's basketball game on Saturday. But they always have some of the best events going on as well. The two, the two upcoming, uh, they always have, it's not always, but they have a fan favorite Fridays at Wareham Hall. They're going to be showing uh, when Harry met Sally. Manhattan Brewing Company will, will be running the bar. They're always going to have their special punch to go along with the movie as well as some of their great beers. So check out that if you're in Manhattan on Friday. And then on uh, Saturday the 17th, they're going to have an anti-Valentine's Day celebration in the alley behind Manhattan Brewing Company with some specialty beers, cocktails, and games. That starts at 5 o'clock. So again, after the uh, women's basketball game, head over to the alley behind Manhattan Brewing Company for their anti-Valentine's Day party. So if you're a little bit more uh, you know, skeptical, if you're not a fan of the holiday, uh, get some fun over at Manhattan Brewing Company. All right, um, let's get into it. Uh, the first topic that we'll touch on, uh, all the eyes uh, in the professional football world, all the eyes in the NFL world are moving on from the Super Bowl, and now everyone's getting ready for the NFL draft. And now uh, the NFL draft, I mean, it was a big one last year for K-State. Uh, happened, you know, just a couple miles away from me here in Kansas City. Had four guys drafted. Uh, I'm sure we'll be talking, uh, you know, about the draft and Q&A shows and, and in different shows uh, leading up to it. I know the Monday after the NFL draft, I'll talk about where our guys landed. Uh, but the next big event on the NFL calendar is the NFL Combine here in a few weeks. And K-State has four guys participating in the Combine. You got Cooper Beebe, Ben Sennett, KT Lev, and Khalid Duke, uh, of note, Khalid Duke will be participating with the linebackers, not the defensive ends. Uh, so I'll, I'll be interested to hear how all four of those guys do at the combine. Um, I think this is great for K State. Not not only you know the obvious statement of hey you have better players, you have you know future pros on your team, uh, you're going to be you know better off. But being able to uh, pick up a reputation of developing guys, getting them into some of those all-star games, getting them to the combine, and getting them drafted. Uh, that's always a, a great thing uh, for this program. And if we can start making this a habit, you know, four guys in the combine last year, four guys this year. Uh, you had, you know, four guys drafted last year, last year, and that doesn't even include some free agency pickups. Uh, so, so you had like six guys, six or seven guys off of – the 2022 football team that played in the NFL's rookies this year, uh, that's a great thing. Um, you, you go back, and, and we didn't we, we didn't talk much about it in, in the time, and we're not going to spend a lot of time. I mean, this is not going to turn to an NFL draft podcast, but it's always fun to touch on when it is your guys. I know KT Lev had a big-time performance at the Shrine Bowl. I know a lot of scouts were saying he was one of the big winners from that. 
Uh, ben Sennett, I feel, I feel like every day there's a new NFL scout or a new NFL journalist gushing about the performance that Ben Sennett had in senior bowl practices. I think both of those guys uh, earned invites to the combine. I know Khalid Duke was at the Shrine Bowl as well. And I think Ben Sennett uh, probably cemented himself as a day two pick. I know some folks were talking maybe early day three for him. But I think he, with his performance in uh, Mobile, Alabama at the Senior Bowl, I think he cemented himself as a day two pick. And I think KT Lev probably pushed himself from being an undrafted seventh round pick borderline guy. If he can have a good combine and then if uh, he, he follows that up with a good pro day back in Manhattan, I think this guy's going to be getting interviews, uh, you know, working out with individual NFL teams at, at their uh, headquarters. I think you could see KT Lev maybe push his way maybe all the way up into the fifth round. I think he's going to be a guard at the next uh, at the next level, and that's going to be massive. And you know, if you can uh, get those three guys, if you can get those three guys for sure drafted, Cooper Beebe, I mean, he's going to be drafted. I've seen him as high as twenty one to the Dolphins, uh, and then in the early second round. So I think he's going to be anywhere between you know pick number twenty and pick number. Uh, 55. I, I think that's probably where he's going to end up landing. But, you know, you get Cooper Beebe to go early. You grab those other two guys and maybe even Khalid Duke. This would be the first time since 2002 in 2003 where you have back-to-back years getting at least three guys drafted. And again, I don't know if things are ever going to get back to, you know, 2002 you had six I don't know if you're ever going to get back to that crazy long streak of having at least one guy drafted. I don't know if, if we're ever going to get to the point where you're having every year you have someone in the top 50 picks. I, I don't know if that's going to happen. But I think that you're going to be able to, with these two drafts back-to-back, and you know I, I haven't spent a lot of time, I, I haven't done a deep dive into who could be the potential draft picks uh, with this current and or with this current uh, 2024 K State football team, who might be in the 2025 draft? But you stack those up, you start to get a reputation of saying, "Hey, come here. We'll get you to your most potential, and we'll get you to the NFL." That's going to be big time for recruiting. So uh, I love to see it. It'll be something we talk about as the spring moves on. Um, NFL drafts. What is that in April? Is that in April? Did they push out in May? I, I I can't really remember. Again, I I don't really care that much about the NFL draft, but we'll talk about it moving up, especially uh, talk about where the K State players land uh, after the draft and free agent conversations. Uh, the next thing, and again, uh, not a ton of stuff. Uh, spring practice is starting uh, at the beginning of March, uh, so we'll start hearing more and more stuff coming out of spring football. We'll have. Uh, we'll have we'll have someone on. We'll, we'll we'll get some paid journalists on here to talk about spring football. Uh, you know storylines, what folks should be listening for uh, out in the ether. Uh, but you know we'll we'll wait till we get a little bit closer to that. We still got a couple more weeks before we have to do that. Um, but small. This is an even smaller topic. But shout out to Felix and Udike Uzama and Echo Boydo winning the Super Bowl. Uh, Felix made a great play, tackle for a loss. I, I know a lot of folks, at least in the Chiefs world, were disappointed with him. Uh, you know, first-round draft pick, it comes with a, l- a little bit higher expectations. Um, 
wasn't on the field a bunch, you know, and, and up until the Super Bowl was inactive on the Chiefs roster, uh, but he steps up, gets a tackle for a loss on a big play, getting uh, San Francisco behind the chains, uh, and, and that was a massive play. Uh, Echo Boydo, not active uh, in any of the uh, playoffs. Uh, he did play the final six regular season games, so this counts as a year of service time towards his uh, NFL benefits. Uh, but I, I'm super happy for those two guys. You go back, you see them both going on Instagram Live. They're enjoying themselves. They're great representatives for K-State footballs. And, and, I, and I, could, I couldn't be any, any more proud or happy for those two guys. I'm sure they're going to have a blast today as you guys are listening to this on the 14th in the uh, parade. Uh, and, and I think it was really cool for Echo Boydo. Um, he was featured on NFL Africa's Twitter feed before, during, and after the game. Uh, you know, kid born in Ghana, uh, raised, uh, came of age in Kansas. He, he was a Lawrence kid coming to play for K-State. Um, absolute great story, and it's fun to see to see him featured on NFL Africa on their Twitter and Instagram page. NFL Africa had a Super Bowl ad. I wouldn't be shocked if you see... Uh, NFL regular season game played in Africa. They're, they're in Brazil next year. I think uh, I think the NFL is really trying to go global, and I think Africa's next. You know, they're in uh, Europe. Uh, they're down in South America. I think Africa's next, and uh, I think Echo Boydo being one of those faces of the Twitter campaign um, is absolutely awesome for him. I think it's awesome for the Chiefs. I think it's awesome for K State. Uh, and those are just things I love to see. So shout out to your world champions, Felix Anudike Uzama and Echo Boydo. Um, now, before uh, before we move on, uh, if you want to celebrate, you know, Felix and Echo, Charlie Hustle, they're the spot to go. You know, there, there's been some viral stuff talking about the quality of some of those big sports merchandise folks lately something you never have to worry about is the quality from charlie hustle currently wearing one of their k-state hoodies uh and i mean look i've said it a million times i'm wearing their fleece products from really from early october all the way into june um i got something from their sporting club collection i got something from their arrowhead collection that's what i was wearing on super bowl sunday uh, that I have, I think, eight different K-State fleece options. I have a couple things from their Kansas City Pride collection. Uh, it, it's absolutely amazing. Uh, you know, if you have Kansas City Pride, if you have love for any of the professional sports teams, and, of course, the best officially licensed K-State gear in the world, get over to charliehustle.com. It is going to change your game day wardrobe. For the best, I promise you. I promise you. For the Kansas City World Champions, they got three different uh, designs. And they had that spread across three different t-shirts. They got one of them in a crew neck, one of them in a hoodie, and one of them in a long sleeve. So get over to charliehustle.com. Celebrate Kansas City being home of the World Champions. Get yourself all set up for the for Batcats for the end of the basketball season. Hell, they got the awesome Big 12 Kansas City Skyline shirt. So you might as well get that before the Big 12 tournament as well. CharlieHustle.com, vintage made fresh. On, uh, to men's basketball, 
Uh, everything quiet, no midweek game. I think Jerome Tang may have some press availability on Thursday, but, I mean, you're not going to really find out much there. Um, 11 a.m. tip versus TCU. And, I mean, quite frankly, every home game is a must-win uh, from here on out. Um, we talked after the BYU game uh, on Monday's show. Um, if you didn't listen to it, uh, I don't blame you. Monday after the Super Bowl is always the least listened to episode during the regular season uh, in our schedule, so that's okay. Uh, but but really, you know, it, it was a frustrating loss. It was an expected loss. Um, as things sit here, um, before you play uh, TCU, I mean, again, had uh, we're going to end up having a full week off, hopefully come out of the gates hot versus the Horn Frogs. But as things sit, look, we're, we're not in any of the 60 bracketology brackets on bracket matrix. So I don't even think it's fair to probably say K-State's on the bubble right now. I think K-State is on the outside looking in at the bubble, and I think you're going to need to do heavy lifting to get into the NCAA tournament. I'm even starting to wonder if 9-9, nine and nine, which Jerome Tang has been preaching uh, the entire season, is going to be enough uh, without a win or two in Kansas City. I, I, I think a lot of it comes down to our efficiency metrics, uh, which are part of the Selection Sunday uh, committee team sheets. Because look, the games where you're going down to the wire in overtime with dog shit teams, uh, that absolutely killed you. Um, USC is going to end up being a quad three, maybe even quad four loss when it's all said and done because they're horrible. You know, Miami is a bubble team. It doesn't look like Nebraska is going to make the tournament. Um, neither Villanova or Providence are really doing us any favors, helping carry water uh, for any sort of uh, quality non-conference game. Um, LSU, I mean, they suck, but at least that game was on the road. Uh, really, in hindsight, looking back on it, the, the, the two months to kick off the season pr- really could not have gone any worse for a team that's trying to get into the NCAA tournament, a team that's trying to get you know onto the bubble and even into consideration. Um, I, I, I had my concerns about the non-conference schedule as a whole. Um, it was fun playing USC. Hell, I went out to Las Vegas for that game. Being part of opening night of college basketball, at the time, USC was ranked in the top 15. Um, you know, I understood why they wanted that game. <laughs> But that game could not, that game is going to end up being, you know, maybe our worst loss of the season when it's all said and done. Um, That absolutely killed you. Going to LSU, eh, that's fine, whatever. (sighs) I mean, you know, the the tournament down in the Bahamas, losing to Miami, I mean, that's going to end up, I mean, that's probably going to stay a Q2 loss. Um, But beating Providence really didn't do anything. Really, it was just a bad non-conference. And I think we've seen with Iowa State, we've seen with BYU, and, and I'm I'm stealing this really. I, I believe it's Mason over at Case Online. I'm stealing his, his talking point. There really is no reason to schedule the way K State did in the non-conference. Really, the key for any non-conference game is just dog walk the bad teams. If you're playing a bunch of teams in the 300s and you're beating them by 40 a night, that's going to be more than enough to help out your efficiency. It's going to help out your net, your uh, uh, Ken Palm, your basketball power index, all that type of stuff. 
strength of record. If, if you just dominate bad teams, that's going to be enough. I, I, I think with the Big 12, especially going to 18 games next year, I think that the biggest key any Big 12 team can do, unless you think you, you're going to be a, a number one seed, is just dog walk the bad teams. And then if you do that, if K-State would have you know, played a, a trash team, if K-State would have played UMKC instead of USC, and if they would have just blown out all the teams they should have blown out, 9-9 probably would be enough. But because you played nail-biters with bad teams, because you lost to a bad USC team, because Providence and Villanova probably aren't going to be NCAA tournament teams, they're going to maybe be on the bubble because Nebraska is not going to be a tournament team. I mean, that that's going to end up costing K-State their, their spot in the NCAA tournament if they go 9-9 and get left out. So I, I, I hope that Jerome Tang takes inventory of the non-conference. I understand what he wants to do with his scheduling philosophy, and I think it's admirable. But we saw this year, it did not work. It did not work. So I hope moving forward, um, you, you don't get too caught up in, in, in trying to you know, put together a non-conference schedule that, that, that looks good to try to sell season tickets when really just beating the shit out of bad teams is going to do enough for your efficiency numbers uh, and set you up that you can get into the NCAA tournament. Because losing to USC... Despite how good they looked at the beginning of the season, that's going to be a killer. And playing these close games versus bad teams, that those are going to be killers. You have to blow out the shit teams, and, and you can't take bad losses. And and sadly, that that's what happened this year. Um, I don't think we are going to get to the NCAA tournament. I, I'm feeling pretty down right now. Um, with the new NIT rules, I, I think we will be in the NIT um, but that's not going to get excited. Like, I mean, I don't need, I mean, I'll, I'll talk about them because their, their games being played, but I'm not going to get excited to turn on ESPN two and see K state hosting, you know, Rutgers, you know, or, or whatever big 10 team finished 11th over there. I mean, that's not going to be fun. Like, the NIT is not going to be fun. Part, part of the fun of the NIT, we're seeing some of these small schools that won the regular season title get in and, and really play and want to be there and really show something. Now it's just going to be a lot of teams that finished, uh, you know, lower middle class of power conferences playing and they don't want to be there. So I'm disappointed. Um, I, I'm feeling pretty down right now. I'm hoping a, a big game versus TCU on Saturday helps me, uh, you know, get my swagger back as as a K State fan. Um, but but I'm I'm down pretty good right now. I, I know the ESPN Power Index has K State 51% chance to win the game. Um, TCU, I mean, you guys you guys know the uh, band of characters there that they beat the shit out of West Virginia at home on Monday. Um, you know, Emmanuel Miller, um, he, he's the real deal. He, he's their leading scorer, one of the best players in the Big 12. He was 50% from the field. Um, you know, they had uh, Nelson have 14. He's averaging over 10 a game. 
look, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. It's a Saturday game. It's sold out. Should be a good crowd. But, you know, you got Miller scoring 16 points a game, PV scoring 11, Nelson scoring 10.9, Tennyson uh, 10, uh, Coles 9.9, Anderson 8.6. Uh, and really, that that's where it comes uh, comes from. Uh, everything really falls off after that. Anderson's getting them four assists a game. Miller's grabbing six rebounds a game. Nelson has uh, two um, two rebounds a game. Uh, Ernest uh, Uday Jr., um, familiar name, uh, former Kansas Jayhawk. He has one block a game. So that's their, their statistical leaders. Um, look, you, you win that game. If you do it without giving me a heart attack, maybe maybe I'll get my fan swagger back. 11 a.m. ESPNU. Uh, then K-State's going to Texas Big Monday. Uh, Texas loves to lose at home, so who knows what will happen in that one. Um, they'll be coming off a road game versus Houston, so I'm sure they'll get their ass kicked and they'll be quite happy when we play them on Monday. But we'll see what happens. We'll cross that bridge when it comes. We'll see what happens. Um, when you start looking towards next season, if you read the tea leaves, it's sounding like uh, Quez Glover is going to be coming back. Uh, we know Perry and McNair are out of eligibility, uh, and it's the worst-kept secret in college basketball that Arthur Kaluma will not be playing college basketball next year, whether it's NBA, G League, overseas. I, he's not going to be playing college ball next year. So comes down to what's David Gasson going to do? Will they be able to retain Cam Carter? What do you do with Taj Manning? Um, he's in year two and is not doing anything, taking up a scholarship spot. Um, so you, you have one high school guy coming in with David Castillo. If no one else transfers, which, I mean, <laughs> it's modern college basketball. We'll see what happens. I really think you're going to have to hit on all three transfer spots um, and, and hit pretty big on all three and see some improvement from the roster year over year to feel like you can make some noise in the Big 12 next year. I think it'll happen. I think I, I think that uh, Jerome Tang and staff are, are learning. They're all in on one guy at a time. Uh, it, it's just not working. Uh, didn't really work out great for high school recruiting. Um, didn't work out that great last year in portal recruiting. Now, Tyler Perry was a big get. Uh, as disappointing as he's been at times, he's we've also seen the good side of Tyler Perry absolutely taking over games. Uh, whether it's you know at Texas Tech where he takes over the game, or you know beating KU at home, Tyler Perry took over the game. Um, even as disappointing as he's been, like in the BYU game, he's had massive games. Arthur Kaluma, I think, has been either our best or second best player consistently most of the season. Um, Again, not great versus BYU, but I mean, whatever. No one really was. Um, so you had those two, but but I think I think you're going to have to have three big gets, uh, regardless of how many dart throws you get. You're going to have to keep Cam Carter around. You're going to have to develop all the young guys who stick around. Um, and, and I think it's going to be another big off season. I, I I know we still have seven games left this season, plus the Big Twelve tournament. Anything can happen. This team can still get into the NCAA tournament. But I think with modern college basketball, we're going to see off-seasons be absolutely massive uh, from now until the end of time. So uh, even now when you start peaking towards the spring and summer 
in what's really become college basketball free agency. It's going to be a wild one, and they're, they're going to have to hit big on a few guys uh, to make some noise like I hope, uh, like we all hope and, and expect to do in the Drone Tang era. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Next, as you guys are listening, absolutely massive game 630 on ESPN Plus with uh, the K-State women playing in Ames, Iowa. Um, K-State is one game up on third place, all alone in second place, a game back of Oklahoma. Iowa State tied with Baylor in fifth place, currently 7-5 and five in Big 12 play. Uh, look, it's, it's going to be a, a pretty good crowd in, in Ames, I'm guessing between eight and 9,000. They'll report it probably 3,000 more than are actually there. Um, but that's just what happens uh, in Hilton. They love to they love to do stuff like that. Um, and despite losing my 14 at home versus uh, Oklahoma, Emily Ryan, who's a Kansas native, best player on that team, she's a senior, played 27 minutes, got 13 points. She's really finding her groo- groove again. Uh, they have Addie Brown, another Kansas native. She's a freshman, 13 points, 8.5 rebounds a game, 5 assists a game. Um, and she's only a freshman. Again, Iowa State is the youngest team in the Big 12. Um, they were up near the top of the standings for a while. They fell back. They had a rough couple games. They had some players in and out of the lineup. Um, and they're so young, they hit a little bit of a freshman wall. But, I mean, for the next three years, they're going to be Big 12 contenders. Um and it sucks that one of their, I mean, two of their best players, probably their two best players, Emily Ryan and Addie Brown are Kansas players. Um, that sucks, but it is what it is. Uh, another freshman, she's six foot three. I mean, uh, her Audie Crooks, uh, look, she's round. She is talented. She has more skill than that Oklahoma State big who we had trouble with. And uh, that's going to be another thing that could be causing this team problems. Now, Aoka Lee could be back on uh, on Wednesday or t- tonight as you guys are listening. Um, and even if she's back, I mean, it's going to be 8 to 10 minutes. Um, and, and it'll take some time to get the rust off. Um, so I, I'm hoping to see her, and that's going to be big because, again, Crooks, um, she's not as tall as Aoka Lee, but, I mean, she is – I mean, she's – round she has skill and again that's the type of player that's caused problems for sanchez Moppin, and lester so i so i mean they're gonna have to be locked in i i think i think it's gonna be a battle i think this is gonna be a game that comes down to the wire um and again i i hope if i mean because again i'm thinking lee at best might get you 10 minutes um and that would be a titanic clash. And when when Iowa State comes to Bramlage and Aoka Lee is able to hopefully be closer to 100%, that's going to be just, I mean, like two Rams just butting their heads together. That That is going to be a big-time matchup. Um, but but I really hope we see Lester Moppin or Sanchez find a way to defend the post because I don't want Gabby Gregory down there having to give up four inches like we saw at times versus Oklahoma State. I don't think that's going to be a recipe to win the game. I also think they need to find 
some of that defensive intensity. Over the last four games, they've been giving up 64.5 points. That was after, before that stretch, K-State had only given up more than 60 points once all season. So they need to find that defensive intensity again, and they they need to hit their open shots from three when you get them. Again, Gabby Gregory... um, you know, she she had a rough time, and she had some open shots. I, and she's battling through an ankle, an elbow, and, and a shoulder. So gritty. So I, I don't want to hammer her too hard on that, but she needs to knock down the open shots. Serena Sundell just clutch at the rim. She, she didn't have her three-point stroke for Oklahoma State. So if you can get some of those outside shots to fall, uh, if Aoka Lee's back can give you ten good minutes, um, Hopefully you take care of business um, because, again, you're still just a game back of Oklahoma with, I think, five to play. I think the Big 12 uh, title, getting at least a share of the Big 12 title, is still still within reach, still something that uh, we, we can achieve. And Oklahoma still has a tricky run-in on the schedule. Again, I think this is K-State's toughest game going on the road to Iowa State now. Uh, a week from today, you have West Virginia, who's ranked 24th, coming to to the uh, to Bramlage. That could be tough. KU's gotten some teams in Lawrence. Uh, you have that one on Sunday, the 25th. So again, in theory, that could be tough. But but I think this is going to be the toughest game so far. And, and if you can get it done, we've talked about it. Oklahoma still on their schedule. Uh, at six o'clock, they're they're tipping off hosting Baylor. Then on Saturday, they have to go to West Virginia. They're hosting Cincinnati. That that shouldn't be tough. Hosting Oklahoma State. I mean, hey, we we've seen crazy stuff happen. Hosting Texas, and then uh, at uh, KU and Lawrence on the final game of the season. So, I again, I think Oklahoma is going to drop one, maybe two games from here on out. I think if K State can win out, if they can end up 16-2, and two, I think that will be enough to, at a minimum, get a share with Oklahoma. Uh, and and this, winning this one's going to go a long way. Going to go a long way. So I'll be dialed in 6.30 ESPN+. Plus. Uh, I don't know who's going to be on the TV call. If they suck, I'll just uh, put on the K-State Sports app and listen to Brian Smoller. Um, so absolutely massive one. Uh, they're hosting UCF 4 p.m. on Saturday again. Uh, it's a men-women doubleheader, so after the men's game ends around 1 o'clock, get in your car, go get a couple punts from Manhattan Brewing Company, and then get back uh, to see K-State take on UCF. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we will, on Friday, um, we will be publishing uh, a conversation hoping to have uh, tomorrow as you guys are listening with Brian Smoller, the voice of the Wildcats baseball team and soccer team and women's basketball and volleyball. So, I, again, the do-anything man, Brian Smoller. I'll be talking about K-State baseball uh, with him. So, hopefully, you guys will be able to listen to that on Friday as they start their season on MLB Network out in Arizona, playing Boston College on Saturday, Georgetown Sunday, and on Friday, 
They are beginning their season versus Cal. That game will be on MLB Network, the other two on MLB.com. And, of course, you can listen on K-Man, 1350 K-Man, or the K-State Sports app or k com on your uh, computer. Um, all home games will be on ESPN+. Plus. Before they come back to Manhattan, they are playing next Tuesday versus Arizona State. And then they'll have Holy Cross at home on the 23rd, 24th, and 25th out at Toynton. Uh, so, again, it should be a fun backcat season. They're starting off on D1Baseball.com's preseason top 25, I believe, checking in at 23. Uh, both Kalen Culpepper and Tyson Neighbors were named to the Golden Spikes Trophy watch list. They've been on preseason All-American list all offseason. So this really is aiming to be uh, one of the more exciting K-State baseball seasons since they won the Big 12 back in, what was that, tw- uh, 2013. Um, so, and heck, that was a magical year, you know, a few outs away from getting to Omaha. Um, so I think it's going to be a fun one. Look, I, I, I'm not going to pretend to know as much about college baseball as really anyone who, who's really dialed in. I'm a novice. Um, again, I'm going to try to do a better job talking about K-State baseball this season for you guys, especially if that's something that you guys want. Uh, my friends over at the Aggieville Alley Cats, they do a great job talking about K-State baseball. Honestly, if, if you are a K-State baseball fan, and of course K-State women's basketball, um, they do they do the best job out of every, everyone who does K-State podcasts talking about those two teams. So make sure you're checking out the Aggieville Alley Cats. Um but, but I think it's going to be a big season. Again, they, they felt hard done not making the tournament last year. I think that's the second time uh, that, that they really feel like they got screwed out of a, a shot to get to the NCAA tournament and play in a regional. So we'll see what happens. I, I know the expectations are high. I think if you ask them internally, they'd be saying, hey, we, want, we don't just want to be playing in a regional. We want to be hosting a regional. So we'll see what happens there. I'm going to be dialed in. I'll, I'll be listening uh, to Brian, call the games all weekend. Again, they'll be on 1350 K Man and on the K State Sports app. Um, so, yeah, I'll be looking forward to it. And I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing more about the K State baseball team. And they'll be coming to your guys' podcast feed on Friday. So, that's all we have. So, uh, from all of us here at Bosco's Boys, which is just me and my dog, <laughs> uh, I, I, I do want to say happy Valentine's Day to everyone out there. We truly love you guys. I uh, love everything about the community we've built. I appreciate all of you guys who are listening. Uh, so I hope you guys have a great holiday. I hope you guys have a great week. We'll be talking to you on Friday. So for Chauncey, the best dog in the world, my name is Scott McFarland. Like I said, we love you guys. And go Cats. Hail to the purple. Hail to the white. Wildcat in spirit, wildcat in fight. Hail alma mater from sea to sea. Onward forever, hail victory. Ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. Fight, you can't stay wildcats for. Alma mater fights Glory in the combat For the purple and the white Faithful to our colors We will ever be
fighting, ever fighting for a wildcat victory. Fight, 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 fight. We can't stay wildcats for alma mater. Fight, 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 fight. Glory in the combat for the purple and the white. Faithful to our colors, we will ever be. Fighting, ever fighting for a wildcat victory. Go state. Podcast Network.